My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking about the hit crime thriller, The Tower, which is back for its brand new installment, The Tower 2, Death Message. It's based on the second novel in author Kate London's best-selling series. It follows the dramatic climax of season one, rookie police constable Lizzie, who has returned to follow police station, where she finds herself fighting to protect a mother and daughter in peril. Meanwhile, Detective Sergeant Sarah Collins has transferred to Homicide Command, where she is tasked with reopening a cold case of a missing schoolgirl. Her investigations take an unexpected turn, leading her to cross paths with Lizzie once again. So, to start us off, here's Patrick Harbison and Kate London, executive producers of the series, to talk about what fans can expect for Season 2, The Tower Death Message. I wanted to ask both of you, so this is such an interesting show, and it's so compact with so much information, and there's so much that happens in each episode, and obviously we have a continuation of characters from the first season into the second season, so I wanted to ask you first off, what interested you originally in kind of adapting and working on The Tower? I read the books in LA in twenty end of 2019, I think, and I was looking for something to bring me back to Europe, but to sort of, so I could spend more time there, and uh, I'd been sent them by Kate's agent and I just loved them. I read all three in a, in a weekend and got into a fight for the option. What attracted me to them was first Kate's writing and B, the world, the way she tells stories about London and policing in London that felt so on the about today, so complicated in their issues, but with characters, every one of whom, every position, whether it's a sort of cop who may or may not be racist, you kind of loved every character. And for me, that's a sort of a skill that every writer should have and very few of us do to make every character you're writing someone that you actually in your heart love however terrible they may or may not be so that was it was that richness of character that I thought if I can get this on television and cast it right I, I know I'll, I'll get an audience for it and um that proved to be the case you know it's very interesting the DS Sarah character you know she goes through quite a bit that you guys put her through but it's very interesting to see how she's evolved over from season one into season two but also how you guys have shot it and I wanted to ask about that as well in terms of the look of the show so in season one you know we're very up close and in her face and we're kind of following what's going on and you almost feel like you're standing next to her and in season two we feel like we're standing next to her but there's a little bit of a distance because of what's happening in the show I'm trying not to give anything away so I want to know if that was a conscious choice to kind of film it a little bit differently this season in terms of where the camera's going and how close we are to Sarah and then her overall kind of change between the first season to now. Faye Gilbert, our director of season two, will be so happy with that question. <laughs> first season, I was really, really strict with this. I said, we are not going into a scene unless the camera is in on Lizzie's shoulder or on Sarah's shoulder. So we see everything through their eyes. You saw that, obviously. Yeah. Basically, we're with them all the time. We did some reshoots and I changed that slightly. Kate and I had a fight about it, but in the end, she agreed. And I put some scenes from Kieran's point of view because I realized he was such a good antagonist. This was Emmett, who you'll meet. I mean, was such a good antagonist for Sarah. They kind of loathe each other with a passion. So that was like, okay, I needed something. So that was the only change. But basically every single scene, either Sarah or Lizzie's point of view. By the time we got to uh, season two, Faye said to me when she was pitching for the job, she said, what I'm really interested in is kind of seeing Sarah in space because I think you can get a sense of someone's uh, character and frankly loneliness by seeing them in space. And you are actually, if you put 
a character in space with the right shot, frame them in the right way, you are actually in their heads. And so that was her pitch. And I said, I was skeptical. I said, try it. Okay. I love Faye anyway, and the actors loved her. So she tried it. And I, and I think it's worked. It's not very different, but it's different. And you've noticed it, which I'm delighted about because it's a subtle yeah. change. But she's think... afraid, always looking for the frame so you could see Sarah differently and get a sense of all these things that are just pressing in on her. She goes through a really bad time in season two and comes through the other end. I think as well as something different in progression of the story, like the first season is one of them is investigating the other one and so it's very much this to and fro between the two of them but season two like the books opens out into them working on investigations rather than being the subject of investigations and that kind of to me it's sort of naturally like writing it myself writing the books it sort of changes the point of view somehow of how you're looking at them because you're very aware of Georgina the character you know you're very aware of the mother of the missing girl and that helps you to look outwards a bit doesn't it yeah it definitely changes perspective and you're right in the first one because there's so much going on and because um, Lizzie is kind of part of what's happening right I mean in the first five seconds you find out right away she's kind of part of it and you don't really know what's going on and where she stands and what's happening I love the change in the dichotomy between that and someone really coming at you and not trusting you into both of us need to work together to solve this new, you know, crime that has happened. So Kate, for you, was that difficult to kind of evolve that relationship into a semi-trustful relationship after, you know, one is kind of investigating the other or because they're cops, you know, they both kind of understood the assignment. Like, you know, that Lizzie might've understood that she was being looked at, you know, during season one. Well, I don't want to say writing's easy because it isn't, but in a sense for me, the characters in this are very easy. I really know them. So story, obviously, is you have to work at, but to see the two of them relating to each other and how they progress and how they change, it's like, I really love it. I find it really stimulating for me. And I can just, I know these characters so well, I can put them in situations and then they react and I can just kind of write what they do and how they speak and so on. It was very exciting to give them the opportunity to develop and I think when you're policing you don't love everybody you work with so you work with people that you don't like you don't get on with but you've all got the same goal and that again dramatically gives you this really great framework where you can put people in the same room and it isn't just conflict it isn't just them disagreeing with each other it's also them working on things so you can twist and turn things in in good ways I think these characters in this second series are so great you've got some new people and my one of my favorites which I'm talking about is Fatima Elaine. I'm really hoping people will like her. That's not me calling her Fat Elaine. That is unfortunately the team that she works with who call her that. I mean, I think she's great. I think she's a new a new face and lovely. And I want to ask both of you, is it hard, you know, a lot of times people love television shows because they can take a story and extend it, right? And then we get to meet these characters and learn and grow from them over time. But you guys also do a kind of shortened version of even that, of a, of a television show. So is it hard to kind of pack everything in for the amount of episodes that you guys are given with all of the material, Kate, between the book and then, you know, Patrick, for you, trying to adapt all of that into the space and the amount of time you have. I love what Patrick does. He is very tight in his writing. And one of the things I loved about when he pitched to me was that he wanted to make it tight. And because he makes it tight, he moves the story on all of the time. So it's always gripping. And so what's clever, I think, about this series is that Faye and Patrick give the story space to 
to breathe. So you do get the emotional content of the story. You do get the moment of the woman of her loss and so on. But he doesn't wallow in it. He doesn't like sit in it and wait for you. He's like moving the story on all the time. And I think that's very much one of the strengths of Patrick's writing. Yeah, I've come from, I'm getting a little bit impatient with quite a lot of television now. We are beginning to get really languorous and lazy. And I am from that school of law and order and 24 and Homeland where keep your story moving. The audience is really bright. They know what you're doing and they want to be leaning forward into your story so that you can surprise them. It's like, don't dwell on things that are obvious. That was kind of a rule for me. And I know the first person who adapted Kate's first book did it in five hours. But when I even when I read the book, I thought, really, really, this is three. And I knew the first second book was four. I mean, I know I'm used to the big series. I mean, I love doing 12 hours or 20 hours. I mean, I love that. But these books, and this is Kate's fault, have a very, very <laughs> tight structure. They really are. They happen over a few days and they are just they're little thrillers. And I wanted to keep true to that. Of course, I'd love to do more. I mean, in every sense, to be tell bigger stories with these characters. But I think this is the right size for them. They're little, yeah. in my head, they're little jewels, you know. And if you watch all four hours, I mean, I think they work like this. You know what? They really do. And I actually really enjoyed the format. I kind of wish more shows, I know, Patrick, you're kind of mentioning this, but I kind of wish more shows would do that because you'll watch an episode of a show and there'll be a love story and it's like 18 episodes until the two characters get together. And I'm like, all right, like we all knew it was happening. So why did I wait six months like to see it? Whereas this show is like tight, straight to the point and we're just moving like it's just going 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 and you're just finding out what's happening you know and it's just so fast and by being that way it's so intriguing that it's like you can't turn it off so it's like the second you start you just want to kind of go from start to finish so I really enjoy you got to spread the word to all writers to do it that way because it's so much nicer to like be able to just get a full idea of the story you know and just be able to sit and watch it and see everything Kate for you is it interesting to see it done like in that quick I know that you said like you like the format that Patrick has done there was a little bidding war for the rights and what I mean I don't like Patrick personally but I did like him terrible relationship awful I could tell but (laughs) I liked what he pitched to me because I'd had this experience of somebody writing overlong adaptation of it one of the questions I asked was how many episodes and Patrick said for the first one he said three and I was like bingo that's what I think I think three two I think it should be short and it should be pacey and you should feel that it's compressed and you're in a hurry and also that you need to pay attention or you'll miss it and I think also that that he trusts that if and also Faye in the second series she trusts that if you show a woman for a moment standing you as the viewer you know that there's a depth of loss and grief there you you don't need to then see her walk sadly around her flat and so absolutely I'm very very happy with how pacey and unputdownable they are that's what I wanted and I wanted to write complex stories myself as a writer I wanted to write complex stories that nevertheless held the reader that the reader wanted to know what happened I love the fact that it is a woman author that has powerful women you know especially in terms of showing you know police and law enforcement it's one of my favorite shows I just love it I just love all things Sarah and everything she does I love following her and like I said in the first season I felt like I was with her and I'm watching her and I felt like you were standing next to her and but the slight differences of the season I feel like you learn even more about her the way that it was shot and, and I feel like I'm standing kind of watching everything going on and you see a little bit more of her space almost like more of her eyeline if that makes sense and I just feel like you see a little bit more of it I wanted to know for both of you what are you most 
excited about the season because there are multiple changes. A lot of them we discussed, whether it's the two characters now working together, the new story of what happened to this mother, the extra episode, like, you know, like any of those kind of things that you guys are excited about for fans to see. The thing that I'm excited about is that for me as a writer, it was brilliant to have the opportunity to develop those characters and to keep putting them in positions where they would be trying to learn and develop and change and adapt to what was happening to them. And so we've had this opportunity this season two to open them out and to explore more. And then through their eyes, we can also see, without it being sort of like educational, you can see the realities of those women who are victims of violence or who have things that they have to contend with. So it's that ability to sort of like open out and look widely and be entertained at the same time to be really like unputdownable what's going to happen. Yeah, everything Kate said, two scary stories of violence against women, but two clever, ruthless perpetrators eventually caught by brave, clever women. It's, it's a terrific story. But to end on a light note, so the two of you uh, have both mentioned a lot of fighting going on between the two of you. So mm-hmm. how have you guys been able to maintain your friendship? You guys are so cute together. Every time I interview <laughs> you, there's always a little back and forth, a little, little bidding wars between the two of you. So how have you been able to maintain this throughout the first season and now the second season? And I'll just end with that question because you guys are so much fun. <laughs> I don't know, Patrick. I mean, bribery, Patrick, bribery, corruption, alcohol, all Patrick's of the above. Very, um, very, he's very patient with me and he lets me say what I think. And I know he's the boss. Kate's the boss because she wrote the novels. So without the novels, we're not anywhere. There is a bit between us, I think. We do fight. We honestly fight. We have serious we disagreements. But we can come <laughs> out, like we this. can come out the other end of them. There is sort of, I have enormous respect because of what she's done in her life and the way she writes. So. Obviously, I don't like Patrick. No, but seriously, he he's, I do feel incredibly lucky. And for me as a writer, I also feel like this is a really big growth experience to work on this and to be part of it. I'm so pleased to have been included. Next up is Jimmy Akinbola. So let's talk about the show and my slight obsession with DC Steve. I wanted to ask you, you know, season one, he, I think, you know, there was so much going on and there was so much mistrust, right? And we just don't know if we can like believe Lizzie or not believe Lizzie and how far is Gemma going and is it too far and what's happening and this season the roles have kind of reversed a little bit with Sarah and Lizzie being friends-ish and them working together to try to solve this crime so for you as an actor and for like you know your character how was it playing the contrasting like with the three of them because it's so different between the two seasons it was difficult you know because me and Sarah were so tight and close as me and Gemma were so tight and close like offset so to be in nearly every scene together and work on multiple cases together in season one then to get to season two I think Steve was in an emotional place where he was grieving the loss of the friendship and the working relationship you know and so it was hard for him but the only way that he could get through it is to pivot try and get you know a different better job but also just to keep himself busy you know because he loves the job he loves the work and he is all about you know protecting the community and, and he hates injustice but at the same time yeah it was constantly the tension was always there it was like three-way whether it's Steve and uh, Sarah or Lizzie and Sarah or, or Lizzie and Steve there was less tension with Lizzie and Steve but it's that thing of the knowing they've right. got a different experience together he's the one that ensured that she still had a job at the end of season one you know right. and I love how she starts that off where I made a promise to someone to be a good cop you know and so mm-hmm. it's, it's great writing you know when you think about it Patrick Harbison's done really well adapting these fantastic crime novels uh, into a TV series because the writing's so good and it's not over the 
top. There's so much nuance there. You know, some shows, they overwrite and they overexplain, where there's a lot here in Patch's writing, which is in the unsaid and the nuance of each moment and each character. So interesting, because these seasons are very short. It's like micro seasons, right? And actors always say, like, you know, that they love to do television because you get to explore character over multiple seasons, multiple episodes. But I find it interesting because you're not doing it over 25 episodes or 22 episodes, where it's this long, drawn-out thing, but you still pack so much into it that you get to explore your character and see changes over the season. Is that like odd for you as an actor? Was it weird getting used to like having to do like a full arc and a full kind of explanation of who your character was in three episodes and then this season four episodes? It's not weird. No, it's, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. For me, it's almost like doing a play. You know, I'm not against doing 20 episodes or whatnot, but I do think some shows lose the quality of their shows when it's too drawn out. And so in this, because it's compact, you really do hit the ground running you know what I mean you can get your teeth into something immediately and I enjoy that we have a beginning middle and end you know and we know that as soon as we start shooting as well we're not going from script to script and it's just nice to have quality control but also you feel like you're in the world this bubble more and it's really I enjoy sort of being on the journey of trying to solve the crime and work it out but then creatively how do we map it out in terms of the rhythm and tonally do you know what I mean because sometimes you might start the end of the episode before you start the beginning part of the episode or you're shooting an episode four before episode three and it's like really important and tricky but it's nice to already know where you're going because you've only got four episodes right so you're able to kind of at least piece it mentally together yeah yeah when you're out yeah, of order yeah. like that because so much goes on in, in such a short period of time i'm not gonna lie i kind of like it that it's limited episodes because i feel like so much happens so much is said but then so much is unsaid there's it seems to be a lot of freedom for the actors and I just feel like I don't need to wait 18 episodes to find out who killed who I don't need to wait 20 episodes to find out two people are kissing like you know what I mean like you know as an audience member I don't need it dragged out so like I literally watched the first episode and I'm just drawn right in so again like for you like in the four episode span the amount of stuff that you cover is intense does that make it harder though like even though you have the scripts ahead of time is it harder for you to then sit down and go okay I have all this material that I need to get done in like this amount, like X amount of weeks. It requires you to be a much more specific, you know what I mean? And focus, you really have to drill down what's happening in each moment, you know what I mean? Work out what the beats are. So it is harder, but in a good way, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't allow for anything to get, I don't know, too relaxed. You can't. Every beat is an important beat in Patrick's writing. And so if you don't do your homework, you actually sometimes you find yourself chasing the scene a bit you know it's ahead of you or you're or you're behind it and so I always feel like it's the best place to be because it doesn't allow you to get complacent or lazy you know the writing and the story is too good for that and actually it's weird because the energetically what it does take out of you sometimes it is almost like you may have done 14 or 20 episodes because it requires so much of you in a short space of time you've got to stay on and it's that feeling like we need to get this over the line with uh, excellence and also with fun and joy in the center of our hearts. Well, you guys do it every time. I want to ask you quickly. First, I wanted to know how you feel Steve has kind of transitioned. We spoke a little bit about it, but from season one into season two. And then what are you most excited about for, you know, people to see? Because this season is filmed differently a little bit. The storyline is very different. You know, we have characters on different sides now. So a lot has changed. I'm most excited for people to see Steve tap into his fire. Do you know what I mean? I see 
Steve as a fire sign. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. an Aries, and I feel like this really comes out, you know, and, you, and it comes out in all sorts of different ways in his work, in his personal relationship, you know, how he confronts situations and people. I think season one, he was much more, you know, I'm going to bite my lips, sit back and just observe. And I think off the back of everything that happened out of season one, Steve just flips the script. Do you know what I mean? He's, it's like he throws, you know, everything out the window. It's like, you're going to see a different version of me. It is the way, it is him, but it's a side of him that he's probably been suppressing a bit, you know, or choosing when to unleash it. And I think I'm excited for people to see that and to see where that takes Steve and where he ends up at the end of the season, season two. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to everyone talk about the Tower 2 death message. The four-episode thriller is returning for a second season with new episodes airing weekly on BritBox in North America starting May 16th. So make sure you head over to BritBox to check out the season. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content. As a reminder, if you're a subscriber, you'll be informed of new videos first before we advertise them. So make sure you head over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on a single interview. Oh, 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 oh